We love our dogs. They love to race. Check out grnz.co.nz for everything New Zealand Greyhounds. This is Dog Speed with Mark Rosanowski and Dan Roberts on SCNZ. Just like that, another week vanishes, and it's been a big week in greyhound racing. We've got a very busy show. I'm Mark Rosanowski. With me is Dan Roberts, and getting across to Tasman today. In fact, we've got a very Australian theme about this particular show. We're going to have a chat with uh, Jack Strutt, the young trainer of Stagger Out Lee, who put in a staggering performance to come from last to first, basically in the last 150 metres in the bold trees at Sandown last weekend. The greyhound raced in ahead of the Newcastle Cup on Friday night, ran second there, so looking forward to the final. Ran second behind Corborn Magic, who it had beaten uh, in the bold trees. So we'll have a chat to Jack. He's a very interesting young fellow with a, um, he's in the sixth year of a double degree. Uh, then we're going to check in with uh, Lisa Delbridge. Now Mark and Lisa Delbridge train Yachi Bale, who won the million dollar Melbourne Cup on the same night as the bold trees uh, last Saturday. Ran fourth in a heat of the Silver Chief last night, did uh, Yachi Bale. Uh, raced, of course, by Brendan Wheeler. And then our last guest, well, her name's Sydney, so there's the Australian connection, but very Kiwi. Uh, Sydney Cleave, daughter, of course, of Gary Cleave and Galing Tumald. And Sydney trained her first winner during the week, a dog called Great Potential. So we're going to talk to Sydney about her future. Dan Roberts, as we welcome you in, uh, it's Sydney's 21st birthday today. So what would any self-respecting young greyhound trainer be doing on their 21st birthday? Probably still doing dogs, Rosso, to be honest with you, mate. 100% she's doing dogs. Uh, her parents are down at uh, Ascot Park in Vicargo. We've got two meetings in the country today. Uh, and she's at home uh, looking after the rest of the team. But we'll chat to Sydney later in the show. So two meetings on today, as I say. We've got Auckland at Cambridge 10 races after 1 o'clock. Feature there are the last of the day. Peter Ferguson's pair, Pedro Lee versus Majestic Legend, should be worth watching. At Ascot Park in Vicagala, one race down. Now, the second race is coming up at 12.06. We will take that live commentary. We've got three commentaries coming in. Dan, I thought you'd be at Ascot Park today. You've got three in. We're going to be taking one of those live. Race three, number eight, Quetzal Bale, who, to be fair, you tipped out quite strongly uh, on the show last week, we were expecting it to win, I think it was on the Monday at Addington. Can you just remind me where he finished? Last, Stone Motherless. I got that completely wrong, Rosso. The one I said couldn't win one, the one I labelled run last. <laughs> hey, Dan, mate, it just happens. You know, the Greyhounds, they're there to make a fool of us. Um, I got so many wrong on Friday, it's not even funny, and that was a premier night of racing. We'll recap that in a moment. However... Can Quetzal Bale bounce back in race three, dog eight? Potentially. I, I'm not going to tip him. I don't think uh, I don't think he's just going to go down there and win. I think I think a, a trip away, to, he hasn't been, been away from Eddington for a long time, so I think the trip away is going to do him good. Freshen up his mind, but I, I don't think, uh, I think there's a couple handy ones in there, so uh, I think uh, he's probably running for the miners at best. Hey, you got a nice girl though in race 11, number one, Grandview Ace. What are you expecting today? Because, uh, gee, that was a good win last time. Yeah, she's really, uh, really come of age lately. Uh, box one obviously suits, and uh, spare box and box two, which is also going to help. Um, interested to see how she's going to handle the one turn. She's sort of uh, probably a wee bit one pace, so she's got, she'll be finishing off strongly up up the straight, but uh, she might just be beaten for speed early. Mm. And what about uh, Tickalong Panda race twelve number five? What can we expect from the Panda today? 
Oh, the panda, he's uh, proven to be a wee bit of an enigma. enigma. He's uh, he's probably the fastest dog I've got in my kennels, to be honest, Rosso, but uh, just, just gets things wrong um, early a lot of the time, which which is proving costly, but like I say, he's probably the fastest dog I train, and, and on ability, I think he's uh, definitely capable of taking out this race, but $2.50 off box five is probably a wee bit short for me. Mm, okay. Uh, so, three in there for Dan Roberts. Race three, number eight, Quetzal Bale. We'll have that call on the show. Race 11, number one, Grandview Ace. Race 12, number five, Tigalong Panda. A minute and a half out from race number two. Now, uh, Justin Evans is very keen around no expense here. Uh, dog number four. And he's kicking his multi off with it. Now, no expense is a dog that Gary Cleave tipped out to us on the show, on dog speed, uh, going back several weeks to follow. And it's going to be worth following right through its career, I would suggest, and a good chance today, although the second favourite uh, in this upcoming race. And, of course, we're chatting with Sydney Cleave at the end of the show. And Sydney can also update us with uh, No Keeper and how he's come back from the feature 720-metre race at Palmerston North on Friday where he ran third. We're going to recap uh, those races from Palmerston North very shortly on the back of this race. Dan, have you had a look at this race for about uh, 50 seconds out? Anything you like in here other than no expense? Not really. I, I thought Gary could have a pretty good day down there. His dogs typically can be a wee bit green at the start of their careers, but and uh, these dogs, they've had a few starts now, and they've, they've had a couple looks around the track, so it sort of gives them a wee bit of an edge over um, Gene and Dave Fahey's favourite, Let's Party, which draws the squeeze. So a couple of his dogs I like down there. I think you'll have a good day, and uh, I think you can kick it off here with no expense. So who have you paid to go down there, Dan? <laughs> uh, Dad's partner Ange and uh, her, her young daughter Leah They've taken the team down there for me Which is uh, good I know. Keeps, keeps me away yep. from the cold south Good on them Yep And they've got LaBelle in this Who's at 40 to 1 Let's get on track Justin Evans will take in the call Of race number 2 At Ascot Park In Vicargill For the Southland Greyhound Racing Club out as they're about to box away the added energy run heats of course just the first heat of uh, the final which will be run here on the premier race down the 23rd and that's going to be a, a grand old day for the greyhounds here a number of finals there on a premier race card uh, just before Christmas, how good, looking forward to that. So this is the first heat, favourite here, let's party, heavily back to $2.40, green light there, Lewis on the roll, set to go. Race number two, we're ready, set, racing, let's party, only fair, first away, impressive, Mario, no expense, giving chase, going through to third, let's party, followed by no dispute, whimsical boy is no expense, takes the lead, back of the field, gold star, Austin out the back, LaBelle and Hot Milo, no expense, shot three in front, let's party, as coming after at the corner so the two favourites knuckle down there clear of Whimsical Boy no expense gripping on Let's Party's going to dive late they hit it no expense no expense does it have to beat Let's Party and they got right away Whimsical Boy ran third followed by impressive Mario Goldstar Austin no dispute the last and no expense down. gets it done too and shortened up late in the piece on the tote probably with the push of Justin Evans has seen off Let's Party Dan that was a, a good race and no expense is uh, now four from nine. Not often you see Gary's dogs jump that good, and they're always pretty hard to beat once they find the front. Uh, good run from the from the five. Let's party. Uh, you'd imagine it would take benefit from having its first look at the track, but yeah, a good good way to start the day. Justin's uh, he's in some pretty good form at the moment. Oh yeah, no, no, he analyzes very, very well. Does Sir Justin well worth following? 
Uh, let's recap on Friday night in the Premier meeting at Manawatu, and it was good to see such uh, good quality fields and travellers from north and south. Now, the Lisa Cole Kennels did win six, and on a Premier night, that's a, a very good effort. Uh, but the visitors, well, some of them had some pretty decent luck as well. Uh, the Fahey's got a double, Jack Hart got a double, Karen Walsh took out the 720 feature with Thrilling Rogue, and Jamie Pruden and uh, Sophie Whitaker continued their merry run with Thrilling Halley, who's now won eight in a row. Dan, Federal Infrared took out the 457 metre feature. She bounced back from two unplaced runs to hold out kennelmate Mustang Charlie and Opawa Superstar, who did quite well to get into third after a few early knocks. Yeah, it was a good race. Yeah, just uh, Federal Infrared sort of been a wee bit playing her last couple, but certainly back to probably her best uh, in that race on, on Friday, and it was good to see. And I see the track was running in pretty good order, Rosso. They were running really good times all throughout the day. 25.35 for Federal Infrared, a tenth of a second outside uh, Federal Morgan's track record. She's now 20 from 27. To be fair, she'd been unlucky in those two unplaced runs, but I just felt it might have knocked her confidence, but she jumped so well, uh, as opposed to Superstar, who had to find his way out of traffic. Mustang Charlie uh, was good as usual. And of course, uh, Typhoon Tim, Dan, bouncing back as well with a 21.17 run to win the final. Every time I think Tim might be just on a downer, and I don't mean a bad downer, I just mean age catching up with him like it does with us all, he just bounces back. Win 48, start 93. It's a phenomenal record. He hadn't won in four starts, but he comes out and dominates another sprint final. Yeah, to, to go, sort of, there's form to go out there and run a 21-17. The, the Coles certainly know how to get them ready um, on the big days, don't they? It was super, and like you say, he's getting old, but uh, the legs are still going pretty good, Rosso. They got the Quinella there with Big Time Prada. Ritzer Alert was third. Congratulations to Brad Canty. Uh, also Craig Rapley, Ludwig Rajpal and Kevin Brady, who own Typhoon Tim. He's won over 150 grand now. Uh, Ludwig Rajpal and, uh, and Kevin Brady um, part owned the first winner at Motokurara. Trots yesterday with a, a pacer of theirs. And Thrilling Rogue, uh, Dan, uh, again, off the back of the New Zealand Stayers Cup, came out and dominated over the 720 metres in that feature over no account who beat his brother, no keeper. Yeah, that was a good race. Uh, Thrilling Rogue really stamping himself in the staying ranks now. I sort of feel like he's flowing under the radar a bit, and uh, I, I think the bookies maybe not giving him the the respect he deserves. I thought 550 was uh, pretty good money around him. He, he beat no keeper in the, in the big race there last time, and... I mean, he's doing it from the front, so they're, they're always hard to beat when they're on the bunny like that. Yeah, no, no exactly, Dan. And, uh, and there were certainly plenty of takers for that 550 because he started quite a bit shorter than that and no keeper did drift in the market, seemed ridiculously short at 125. Uh, and on the undercard, well, just to stack a stack of a host of really good runs, Dan, but the one we have to mention is Postman Pat because first look at the track, not even two yet, goes seven from nine, runs 25-34, a hundredth of a second faster than Federal Infrared, nine hundredths of a second off Federal Morgan's record, beat some really talented dogs, Allegro Warrior and Big Time Mask by seven and a half. What a dog. That was an exceptional run. It's always interesting to see what young dogs are going to do uh, first up on a track. And I knew he was flying when uh, when he went time uh, went past Big Time Mask so easily. And obviously Big Time Mask had won its last five or six, I think, over the sprint distance. So... When he's mm. putting pay to a dog like that, you know he's running a fair clip. Yeah, no, for sure. Fabulous night there on uh, Friday at Palmerston North. Congratulations to all winning connections. Great to have the visitors there and great to see some of them rewarded as well. But congratulations to the Cole Kennels with two features and six wins 
overall. Uh, quick congratulations too to Taylor Thornton, who uh, of course these days is in Victoria, and we had him on the show when he uh, headed over there. Trained uh, his first winner in his own name during the week down the straight track at Hillsville with the appropriately named Soda Kiwi. Uh, he was on uh, Mark Stafford's show on Thursday. It was an excellent uh, interview too. You can find that on the SENZ app. We better take a break here on Dog Speed because very shortly we're going to strut to Australia. Jack Strutt, young trainer of Stagger Out Lee, will be our guest. In association with Greyhound Racing New Zealand Grand Prix Day at Addington, eight Group 1 harness races. You'll hear them all here on SENZ. Uh, we'll be picking up the coverage after one o'clock on the back of our race race number one underway there. Third out of Ascot Park in Vicargo for the Southland Greyhounds uh, coming your way in this hour too, just a few minutes away in fact at 12.24, but for now, an opportunity to cross the Tasman, have a chat to a young trainer, Jack Strutt, who last weekend produced Stagger Out Lee to produce a staggering performance in the Group 1 Bold Trees, coming from last, and basically the last, what, 100, 150 metres to get up and win that Group 1. Jack, uh, welcome to Dog Speed. Uh, how's your life been in the week since that performance? Uh, yeah, it's been good. Um sort of nothing's really changed still going through the you know the same same procedures with them and all that but yeah no it was, it was a um, great night and yeah well of course you did uh, line her up on Friday night in a heat of the Newcastle Cup at the Gardens there over 715 metres and she ran second a close second too I think there to uh, to Corborn Magic tell us about that run how did she go yeah she went alright um, obviously Corborn Magic he um put the script on us so um yeah that was a good run like first 700 there and i think she only missed by half a length late sort of um just didn't get a clear run in the straight so drawn well in the final and she should go good again okay is that final was it next friday is it uh, jack yeah this coming friday uh newcastle cup so uh group three and it's a handy little field too so um she showed good early speed against there on the heat. It was probably the first time she's jumped in about a month. So hopefully we can just get up there and um, settle towards the lead a bit better and get a clear run home. So what did you draw there in the final, Jack? Uh, she's got the two. Um, bit of speed in the middle, which shouldn't worry us too much. Um, and, yeah, so she should get a nice run through and just get a sit on the fence. And yeah, try and um, yeah, keep her energy for the, the uh, later stages. Here's hoping. Hey, let's go back to Sandown in that Bold Trees final where she's sitting at the back of the pack and there's not very far to go. What were you actually thinking there? Yeah. Um, well, the, the race sort of planned out earlier. I thought it would, but I thought we just needed to be up a bit closer. And um, same dog, Corbin Magic, sort of took a run on the first turn and she got squeeze out to the back and I honestly I thought that was her chances done and she yeah and then she just sort of got that um clear air off the back and started to build up some momentum and then from the 600 boxes she just got a nice run all the way around and got presented itself about halfway down the straight with um magic getting wide and yeah honestly I was in shock when she pulled it off like I sort of already counted her out and yeah that no, was just a massive run Certainly was a huge run, Jack. I mean, turning for home, she still had a lot of work to do. At what point did you think that she could actually win the race? 
probably halfway down the straight, um, you know, she got right up in behind the leaders and then the, the, like a hole just presented itself uh, when Magic got a bit wide and that was probably the first time I gave a cheer for her, to be honest, halfway down the straight <laughs> when that got presented. <laughs> uh, raced by your father, Paul, so uh, it, it's all in the family and, and that must make it extra special. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, we, we've had her here since she was about three months old um, as a pup and we reared her up together and then I, I moved down to Victoria um, just over a year ago and I spent a year down there with Grenfell's Corps and Samantha who trained for uh, the wheelers down there and um, yeah, he sent her down about 16 months old and I sort of just started pre-training her and getting her ready to, for racing and um, yeah, and, yeah, she was just going through nice, like she wasn't really put much time on the board when we were pre-training her, but sort of as she started racing, you could always see she had a lot of strength at the end of her races. And I think about after 20 starts, it sort of clicked when we um, moved her back to moved back home, New South Wales, and yeah, she started showing a bit more early speed and just slowly started putting her up in distance and yeah, she really uh, really excelled once we got her up to 700s. Jack, um, there's quite a bit more to you than uh, just greyhound racing, but firstly, how many dogs do you train and you keep it nice and small because you're in, what, I think the sixth year of a, a double degree at the University of Wollongong? Yeah, that's right. Um, just finished up my sixth year a couple of weeks ago and probably got... I think I should be graduating in about six months, but yeah, we've only got a small team here. We've got about seven, six or seven that are racing. Um, got like two pre-trains at the moment, and then just yeah, a few brood bitches and a, and a litter of pups. So tell us about your studies. What are you hoping to do? I think uh, what did I read? A bachelor of economics and finance and a, and a bachelor of laws. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, the original plan was to um, probably get it, try and get into commercial law, but um, you know I moved up to Wollongong. I think I've been home about three years now. I spent three years up there studying up there, and, and sort of when COVID hit, that's when I moved back and um, you know started started giving data hand with the dogs and getting a few pups and that to keep me busy and. Yeah, I'm not really sure what the plans will be once I'm graduated. I don't think I'll, um, you know, look to get straight into a job in that area. But, um, yeah, so we're just playing it by ear at the moment. Nice to have that backup, of course. But do you see your long-term future in greyhound racing for you? Um, yeah, like, I'm, I'm definitely going to have, you know, some sort of involvement, I reckon, Um in the long term, whether it be owning and breeding or, or training. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm really enjoying it at the moment. So, um, you know, I'm definitely going to keep going with the, with the training side and see how we end up. Jack, uh, look, it was some, an amazing story, an amazing race, and I implore people that haven't seen it to, to, to look it up. The Trees final from Sandown Park uh, Saturday before last week, well, basically last weekend, we're still Sunday, aren't we? So eight days ago, because it's one of the most incredible performances, particularly in a Group 1. Really appreciate you coming on, and uh, we'll watch out for Stagger Out Lee in the uh, Newcastle Cup this Friday. Good luck.
All right, thanks for that, guys. It's Jack Strutt, 24-year-old trainer out of Wagga Wagga with Stagger out. Lee, a staggering performance a week ago. Right, race three in Vicargo. Number eight, Quetzal Bale, $13 for Dan Roberts. Let's get to Justin Evans. Here, of course, uh, the final coming up on that premier day in the 23rd. Set to go, no speed back into a dominant favourite. Lua's on the roll, we're ready. Set. And away, no speed, jumped okay. He'll uh, settle down second and going after Muirfield who leapt to the lead but no speed in the rear view mirror and about to move up and take control. They get away, no devotion, goes to third from Idle Bliss for the back, Quetzal Bell, Gold Star, Hope, Phantom Ace, Muirfield still giving lip. Here's no speed though, putting in the big ones, moving up to Muirfield who's giving it a race but he'll be too good late, no speed. Idle Bliss to third, no speed, pulling out plenty in the favourite scores to beat Muirfield who certainly gave him a race. Third over was Idle Blissful it across Quetzal Bale. No devotion out the back. Gold Star Hope Phantom Ace never got into it. Too good late, no speed. So no speed takes this out. A brother to no expense. And the Cleve Kennel's doing really nicely. Sydney will be enjoying this. Uh, back at home base. And we'll catch up with Sydney uh, at around about quarter to one. Uh, Dan Quetzal was finished fourth there. Uh, was he ridden into two instructions? Sort of hopped out. Looked at the lead, thought, no, it dropped to the rail, make some ground. Yeah, went pretty good. I was surprised uh, he went the fence and uh, railed underneath those two dogs out the back there. But, uh, no, nah, pretty happy with that. Beaten by some pretty handy dogs. Rosso, we've, uh, we've talked about a, a crafty cleave domination for a while, and uh, he's uh, certainly off to a good start down at Invercargill today. Yes, looks like uh, that uh, could be coming to fruition um, with those Young greyhounds that he's got coming through. Obviously, the flag bearer has been no keeper, winner of nearly 300,000 as he gets towards the end of his career. Uh, Gary and, uh, and Gaylene, they've got uh, a stack of uh, lovely young dogs coming through and they're really start, starting to put it together with a bit of race experience and travel and a bit of time on them as well. You're with Dog Speed in association with Greyhound Racing New Zealand. Two meetings in the country today. This one we're covering out of Southland also. Auckland at Cambridge, that's coming up a 10 race card after 1 o'clock. Check out all of the form, all of the replays, everything you need to know, uh, grnz.co.nz. We're going to stay Australia's side for our next guest. We're going to chat with uh, Lisa Delbridge. Mark and Lisa Delbridge last weekend produced Yachi Bale to win the million dollar Melbourne Cup. We'll hear from Lisa right after this. And as well as chatting to some people from both sides of the Tasman about greyhound racing and success during the past week or so, we're also taking in some race commentaries from Ascot Park in Vicargill and in the next upcoming race, which is race four on their 12 race card today, uh, it goes at 12.41. It features a dog called Opawa Hugo, who looks to be an extraordinary talent. He's out of Opawa Hop, who won the New Zealand Oaks and the Canterbury Futurity, and uh, he ran 29.82. Uh, at Addington recently, so we'll see if he can build on that. Of course, he's gone going to a very different track today, Ascot Park in Vicargo. But we bit of an Australian theme today. Prior to the break, we had a chat to young uh, Jack Strutt, who'd produced Stagger Out Lee to win in extraordinary fashion the Bold Trees Group 1 uh, eight days ago at Sandown. Well, on the same night, that was Melbourne Cup night. Million-dollar Melbourne Cup, $650,000 to the winner. And Mark and Lisa Delbridge produced the winner, Yachi Bale. Now, it didn't come from as far back as Stagger Out Lee, but still came from what would be normally in a Melbourne Cup, I'd say an impossible position. And he got up to win. 
and Lisa Delbridge has kindly joined us. Um, Lisa, congratulations on winning the Melbourne Cup first and foremost. Tell me, in the last week or so, has your life changed at all? Um, thanks for having me on. Um, not really. We still um, work every day like normal. Um, it's a bit surreal. It hasn't. It, I mean, we know we know we won the cup, but it um, it doesn't feel like we ha- like. It's hard to explain the the feeling that you get after winning such a um, you know great race. And I suppose when the money goes in the bank, that'll be when you go oh. My God, yes, it has happened. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, well, maybe. Look, obviously, I've never won a race as big as that um, or anything close to it. But I think I know what you're saying. And, and what I love about you guys, too, um, you trainers, because every day is kind of the same as the next, and it could be Christmas Day. I mean, the dogs still need to be looked after, and you guys look after them so well. Um, but tell me about this particular dog and the build-up to the Melbourne Cup. Was it almost um, a, a second thought to, to put him in? Um, yeah, it was. Mark was more um, going to concentrate on the Silver Chief and then the Sale Cup, which is um, next couple of weeks. But um, he had to talk to Brendan and and he just sort of said, you know, just put him in. Like, it doesn't take the best dog to win a cup. Like, so we go, all right, we'll just we'll throw him in and then... Um, they won like the the preludes, which were two weeks before the cup. Um, three of them won, and we thought, oh, maybe we have to we have to have a go. So, thank God we did because we come away with it. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, it's hard enough to make the final, let alone win it. Um, what do you remember of the final itself, and how many times have you watched it since? I've watched it a few times. I I watch it at least once or twice a day. Um, and it still brings back um, the eyes still well up with tears and whatever else. But um, I was in the kennels at Sandown. I just had to have done a, a swab sample with Jarek Bale, and I watched the same spot that I watched it from the week before. And um, a bit superstitious, I made sure I was in the same spot. But um, it was just, oh, watching the race, um, and, you know, he come out good and then got checked, and then... Went round the first corner and he lobbed into into fourth and I thought, well, he's a chance to run a place here. And when he was going down the back, um, I sort of thought, oh well, if he runs a place, still happy with a place, you know. And then when he got to the five ninety six boxes, I thought, oh, he's a chance here. He's he's certainly coming. But um, and then that when he went over the line, it was like, oh, did he get there? Did he not get there? And then just waiting for the the numbers to come up was um, felt like ten minutes. But it was only like a couple, like ten seconds or something. But um, and then then the emotion, just the overwhelmingness of the whole race. I think um, the emotions just kicked in, and I don't remember much after that until probably when we got down. I got down to the dais, and um, actually I was talking to someone yesterday, and they said when I they walked just into the kennels, they said it's like you were gazing into space he goes I couldn't you were there was nothing and I, <laughs> I thought oh I can't remember I don't know I can't remember what what happened but yeah but uh no it's a great feeling oh something you'll never forget uh Lisa and, and let's hope there's um more feelings like that down the track of course but they're so hard to win 
Um, he was in a uh, heat of the Silver Chief last night at the Meadows. I see he ran fourth. Um, how'd he go? Yeah, I mean, we weren't disappointed in his run. Um, box seven at the Meadows is a lot harder than Sandown. Sandown and the Meadows are totally different tracks. You can you make up a lot of ground at Sandown, whereas Meadows, the, the straights aren't, like, there aren't a lot of straights. In it. So for him to run fourth from where he was, I mean, he probably tracked six wide around the whole track for the whole race. He Down the back, if he'd just got under the four, maybe he would have run maybe second or third. But, I mean, we're not disappointed. That was um, just a race that we put him in because he was aged at the, the right age. So um, you only get the one chance when they're age-restricted. But um, he'll go on to sale next next week so that's that's the that's the next main aim so lisa that's uh what the sale cup and 650 meters so um he's quite a strong dog you're looking forward to sort of stepping him up yeah yeah um he's had a 600 or so at um, meadows so but just the way he runs home um we're, well we're hoping he runs a 650 it's not it's not like overly hard 650 at sale so um but yeah that's that's where he's heading with his with his brothers as well. So yeah. So how many do you train? Can you tell us a little bit about the uh, Mark and Lisa Delbridge setup? Uh, we have we have 110 kennels. Um, they're all full at the moment, just with uh, retired dogs and pre trainers and um, young ones and race dogs. There's probably I know there's probably 60, 70 race dogs, I suppose. Um, we have a team of um, Mark, my, me, my son, and three workers. Um, so, yeah, we race, well, depending on where we race. Sometimes it could be two tracks a day. could be um, just one every day. Um, this next week's a very busy week. But, um, you know, we all... We all you know, work dogs morning and afternoon, fed up by, say, 5 o'clock, um, go to the races if we have to. So, yeah, it's pretty full-on, pretty busy. A big operation, and uh, you guys do a, do a great job with the dogs that you, you do take to the track. Just going back to the Silver Chief quickly, I see um, you did manage to qualify one that's uh, drawn drawn the red, uh, Landon Bale, I think it was. Do you think do you think he's a chance of taking that final out? Oh, the... The two and the three ran absolutely super, like they, like twenty nine forty four and twenty nine forty six. So, I mean, he's got to improve about ten lengths. But um, his his um, attribute is his his pace early. Like he went five dead to the first mark last night, and I think the closest to that's five twelve or something out of the the ones that um, won. So, I mean, potentially he should lead the race, but you um, need a bit of trouble behind him to get a, a big big enough break because you don't want the two or the three sitting on your, your backside coming around the up the track. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're hopeful. If you can run, run a place, we'll be happy. If you run third, we'll be happy. It doesn't, doesn't really matter. You've, uh, you've, you've had a strong affiliation with the Wheelers for a long time. It must be uh, super special to, to win a race like the Melbourne Cup for them, especially a, a year after the untimely passing of Paul. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. It, it couldn't have come at a bit of time, really, I suppose, for, for the wheelers, just to cement that they are doing everything like before Paul was, when Paul was here. And 
um, it was great to have Jan, Jan and um, two of her grandchildren on track last um, Saturday, and it it was a very it was very emotional. Um, we're all crying, of course, but even Jan passed comment that um, she never gets emotional for races like this, but that particular race she was, and it was nice just to think that um, Paul was up there watching. She even said that she goes, I think he sprouted wings and, and got you over the line down the straight. So it's um, it's a big loss for him not to be here, but um, his legacy goes on, which is which is a, a great thing. It certainly does, Lisa, and, and you and Mark are part of that, and uh, Yachi Bale, and congratulations again on that performance last week, and uh, all the best. We'll keep it, be keeping a close eye on the Delbridge team and Yachi Bale, particularly in the upcoming Sale Cup. So all the best. Thanks for your time. Thank you. For, thank you. It's uh, Lisa Delbridge, uh, Mark and Lisa Delbridge, preparing Yachi Bale to win the Million Dollar Melbourne Cup. Last weekend, Ron, start time here, race four in Vicargal, just going back to Stagger Out Lee and uh, Corborne Magic that uh, ran second to it uh, in that bold trace and then beat it in the heat of the Newcastle Cup. It um, was out of Corborne Ruby. It was trained by Dan's brother, Matt Roberts, when it was here in the Central Districts. Good to see Corborne Ruby breeding on. Justin Evans, call race four. Speed, set to go. Lewis on the roll, we're set, favourite the green rug, ready, racing, and he caught it okay, but then took a backward step, one of the first out, Bellarm up the inside, Terry's Terra, Opawa, Hugo, hunting into the race, and he's about to drive to the lead, the fave, up at a third, victim of speed, the inside, smokescreen, further back, Texas, Jewel, Terry's Terra, out the back, no will, gold star, Tanner, but it's all Opawa, Hugo, first up on the track, and he's bounded away from victim of speed, and Bellarm at Opawa, Hugo Romson. He won it by five or six lengths. Second victim of speed. Ballarm was third. Fourth a photo between Texas Jewel's smokescreen. The others never got into it, but a jostling early. Terry's Terra no will and gold star Tanner. Ooh, that's oh, here is another beaut young greyhound. So power Hugo. It's um, his uh, third straight win. He was beaten on debut. He's three from four. He ran that ridiculous time last start. 29.82. At Addington, he's been in traffic there early, Dan, and he's driven his way through and sprinted away for a really good win over Victim of Speed that your brother Matt trains, and it's quite a nice dog too. But gee, aren't we lucky at the moment? Dogs like this uh, in the central districts are uh, Space Boy and Space Tron up north, Thrilling Helly, uh, Postman Pat, of course, down your way, Big Daddy. Haven't we got some exceptional young New Zealand breeds around the country at the moment? Oh, I was waiting for you to mention Empty Garden, Rosso. Oh, sorry, mate. Next tier. Next tier. Not far away. <laughs> I'm still going to have a crack at a few restricted age races with him. But, yeah, uh, the Opawas have produced another one here. He looks uh, a very promising uh, young type. And uh, I, I think Matt's actually got quite a lot of time for that victim of speed. He's a, a not a, not a bad wee dog either. So, But, yeah, Opawa Hugo, that was certainly a, a sensational win there at Invercargill first up on the track. Yeah, absolutely. And I encourage you to have a crack. I encourage all people to have a crack. Uh, at the restricted age races. Don't be scared, don't be put off. It's a greyhound race. Um, and of course, last year we saw uh, Rick Waite qualify Mad World for the New Zealand Derby, and 
live the dream of having a, a runner in that Group 1 Blue Ribbon event. Right, we've got to take a quick break because very shortly we're going to chat to Sydney Cleave. It's her 21st birthday. What's she doing for it? She's looking after the team at home. She's looking after the Greyhounds and she's talking to us on Dog Speed Sydney right after this. We're in the home straight here. Don't forget off the back of this. Live to Eddington Raceway for Grand Prix Day for the Harness with eight Group 1s there. Mark Clayton on track. Our final guest in Dog Speed though is... Sydney Cleave, who is having her 21st birthday today. And during the week, she managed to celebrate that with her uh, first ever winner as a trainer with a uh, dog called Great Potential. Sydney, um, thanks for joining us and uh, happy birthday for today. What have you got planned? Uh, to do dogs. <laughs> Not just all dogs today. Such is life. Uh, any time for a party at any stage? Um, I'm thinking about planning one mid next year. Okay, that's that's looking ahead. But um, look, you're at home base today. But so far, uh, I guess you've been watching the Southland Dogs, and um, the team's going well there. Yeah, I'm very impressed. No expense and no speed have been winners so far. Gary Cleave and Gunning Turnbull down there. Uh, Sydney's parents. Sydney, let's talk about your uh, success during the week, though, with uh, great potential. Um, tell us about this dog and how he came to be in your name, and I see you race him with your father, Gary. Uh, yes, he was um, a birthday present from my parents last year. Um, he, he's always been the kind of dog that had a lot of attitude, like he would just growl at you for no reason, or just had a lot of fire in him, and that's what I liked. So when my parents said that I could pick a dog to have a share in, I, he was my first choice. Nice pick. And um, what about a present this year? Will you think you might get another dog, maybe? Um, my parents are shouting me to Australia for um, seven days for me and my boyfriend, so not quite the gift I want. Not quite another dog, but I'll take it. Sydney, I'm just wondering if uh, your father Gary had time to say happy birthday between uh, getting home from Palmerston North and then heading straight off to Invercargill again. Um, he did make a point to call me really early this morning to wake me up and say happy birthday. It was a great <laughs> <Yeah, probably>. pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> and probably to make sure that you're uh, on the job early. Um, Sydney, just with uh, with great potential, I mean, the dog um, has only had the three starts and seemed to improve uh, very quickly off a fresh-up run and then four days later produced a 30-11. So were you confident going into the race that um, he was going to produce that? Um, absolutely not. I always thought he could get 520, but... Not exactly in those times. He's the kind of dog that you'd trial with all the other ones from the past and he'd go a lot slower, run home. Um, but just he's got the jumping ability and he's, he goes fantastic over a sprint. So I thought if he could get the lead early, he would be hard to run down. That was a, uh, a heat for a uh, maiden final, and that final comes up on Tuesday, race number six at half past one. I see you've got the blue rug again, um, but how do, you, how do you expect him to go? Um, I expect him to do his very best. Um, I just hope he jumps well and stays clear. Um, there are a lot of good other dogs in that race that can jump, but I reckon he's just, if 
he can jump clear and get across early, he'll be really hard to beat. Yeah, he was certainly very, very impressive um, with that performance there. Um, what about other dogs, uh, Sydney? Have you got more than just great potential in your own name there at the, at the property? Um, I have bred a litter to Broken Penniless, um, Broken Penniless Dino Dave there in the break-in point. Um, I've just sent their names off and recently got them back, so hopefully I can get them up and going just as good. So, Are any showing any ability at this stage? Um, some of them, but can't give all my secrets away, so... <laughs> Uh, fair enough. Um, look, obviously, um, y- your parents use the uh, the no prefix, K-N-O-W. Uh, your dog's called Great Potential. Uh, are you going to have any particular prefix with your dogs or just name them as they come along? Um, I've never liked, like, my dad's thing is his is the no, and I know everyone has their own thing, Like, but I kind of just go off what I reckon the dog's personality is. So um, I kind of like to name them based on that. Hey, I'm with you, Sydney, but don't tell anybody else. Um, so how many kennels has your uh, parents afforded you out there? Because, you know, you must be sort of restricted for space. I mean, how, how big would you like to go? Is this potentially a, a career, a future for you? I would love it to be a career. I absolutely love the dogs. And um, I've currently got 10 kennels, I think. If I can squeeze some more dogs in, I'll be absolutely thrilled. Try and scam them off my parents. Or, um, but I've only got 10 at the moment, so it's definitely a growing process for me, hopefully. Well, you've only got uh, the one race dog and a, and a pretty handy one at that. Sydney, great potential. It looks to have plenty of ability, like you said. Have you got any sort of races you're potentially looking to target with them? Um. Not really. I just want him to get around safe. He loves doing it. So I'll just see what he wants to do. If he... it really, It's really up to, um, like, I'll talk to my dad about it and I ask him what he thinks. But at the end of the day, it's going to be my final say. Um, but I haven't really looked further in the calendar. I'm just kind of going with the flow at the moment, just taking care of my boy. <laughs> Fair enough too. And just before we wrap up the show, Sydney, um, no account and no keeper. The brothers running second and third in the seven hundred and twenty meter feature on Friday. Um, how well have they come back from that assignment? Oh, they are absolutely like great. They um are full of beans. They want to run around and play and do everything. So we're really happy with how they've um, come back from the trip. You must have been pretty proud of uh, no account beating home the more illustrious brother, eh? Oh, definitely. I can finally <laughs> have it over it... my brother. <laughs> <laughs> is, is he a favourite of yours, no account? He definitely is. I call him my big baby and he's just an amazing dog. He's such a cuddly dog and um, not that my dad likes me really showing off how cuddly he is when I go out for a race. He's like, the dog's got to focus. And I'm like, but he's my baby. I'm going to cuddle him. <laughs> Excellent. Hey, love your attitude, Sydney. Um, thanks for talking to us. Congratulations on Great Potential's win. Let's hope you get another one coming up in the final on Tuesday. And all the best for your future. Thank you.
That's Sydney Cleave, 21 today, and she wraps up Dog Speed. Another big week of Greyhound Racing coming up. We'll be back to cover it off next week. Until then, Dog Speed to you. Going harness racing soon.